Hi. So it's an intense episode today. Uh, we're talking about betrayal, porn addiction and betrayal trauma. And I thought I'd call in an expert. And uh, I'm p- very pleased to say that I have on the podcast today, Candice Diaz, who is a survivor of betrayal trauma. Uh, she's very open about her husband's porn use and how they got through that struggle in their relationship. Um And I get candid about issues I've had in this as well, which is kind of like always just digging deep to kind of put it all out there for you guys to maybe if you identify that's what I'm trying to do with this channel is help people through being honest and open and vulnerable. And this one certainly is. So, uh, yeah, please enjoy uh, Candice. I put the links to all her socials down there. Um, if you like what I'm doing, what you can really do to help me is subscribe to the channel. A lot of people watch the, all my videos and aren't subscribed, so it's a massive help. helps me get my message out. It helps me to help more people, um, and that's the whole point of this channel. So subscribe down there. Candice's links are down there. Uh, here we go. Betrayal, Trauma, and Porn Addiction with Candice Diaz. I was a drug addict and alcoholic, put those down, and then... Sex came up, porn mm-hmm. came up. So it's a constant like battle. It's tough. Addiction yeah, people don't tough. realize that porn or whatever the addiction is, it's not that thing that's the problem. It's right. like, it's something deeper. Candice, thank you for coming to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I listened to your first episode of your podcast this morning. It kind of blew me away, just the honesty you have about what, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I kind of just filled it all out there. (laughs) What was the thing that made you start? Well, it had been like five or six years dealing with that alone. And I realized so many people have similar experiences, but no one talks about it. And so this specific topic you feel very isolated. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, I feel like I need to just share this so that people can can know they're not alone. Yeah. So that was my main thing. Right. I had a similar experience. I sort of had a total breakdown like six or seven months ago. And I talked about it because I was in a crazy state. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, oh no, I've got to take that down. That's so (laughs) embarrassing. And I was gonna take it down. And then all these comments of people that were going through the same thing. It's like, wow, people are struggling. It's yeah. good to have, you know, someone to listen to and talk to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I can imagine that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm an addict to everything. So I've, I've, I've struggled. What happens with me is if I put down one thing, another one pops up. So I was a drug addict and alcoholic, put those down, and then sex came up, porn mm-hmm. came up. So it's a constant, like, battle. Like, I'm constantly pushing these down. So I totally get, you know the thought process and yeah it's tough yeah people don't realize that like porn or whatever the addiction is it's not that thing that's the problem it's like it's something deeper sure now what's your husband's name again sorry alex alex Alex. did alex do any 12-step work around this yeah so he just tried to get through it on his own and then our marriage was like on the line um so he decided to do rehab okay. there's like a specific rehab for sex and porn addiction yeah and so that during that they did 12 step they did recovery meetings 
and all that. Sure. And so now he still goes to recovery meetings. S L A A. S A. S A. Yeah, I've been to that. Yeah. yeah. The, the meeting that I go, I've, there's a meeting close to here of S A. So, but I I started sex stuff started when I moved here. I started to get like sex just became a problem, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna use twelve step to try and sort this out. So I went to SLAA, which is Sex okay. and Love Addicts Anonymous. And it worked. It was a good uh it was a good program and I feel like the only thing that was weird about it was there were mixed meetings. So like to have a lot of sex and love addicts together is that kind is of, weird. Right. Yeah. So the essay is men only and it's way yeah, better. Yeah. That is better. way better. Yeah. Yeah, there was actually we were looking into rehabs and there were some that were co ed. Right. You're there for three months with yeah. it. It doesn't seem good. It's, no, it's definitely, it's, it's, I imagine it's triggering. But I, so the rehab is specifically for sex mm-hmm. and porn. Sex and porn, yeah. Wow. I didn't realize they had one. Yeah, for that. most people don't realize. I didn't even realize. I was like, there's got to be something out there. And right. There was. Where was it? Uh, St. George. Okay. Utah. Where, Utah. Mm hmm. Was it in like a countryside, like a setting? And so. Yeah, you're like on a ranch kind of like they take right. care of horses yeah and you're in the mountains and yeah if you know st george there's like red rock everywhere and it's like it's a really healing place wow actually did you live where did you live before here so i lived in utah but a different part of utah okay and then but born and raised california okay so yeah and when he left um i wasn't able to go with him like so right. i visited him a couple times sure so what was the how did you guys meet and what was the journey of you discovering this addiction so we met through a mutual friend on a blind date and it worked (laughs) that's you don't hear that very often (laughs) i know we yeah we both had never been on a blind date and then went and that was i don't even know when a while ago yeah but we just hit it off and then a year later to the day we got married wow (laughs) (laughs) kind of crazy like yeah year to the day yeah we thought it'd be cool now i'm like you guys are crazy (laughs) now as i'm older (laughs) right but um yeah so three weeks into dating i think it was like three weeks i found stuff on his computer right and so it led to him opening up about like his past problem with it yeah and um so my husband he only struggles with porn right and masturbation and so yeah i didn't think much of it honestly right. so i'm like okay a lot of guys do that um and I, i've always been pretty like if you've heard my podcast you know I'm very anti-porn right um, so it was hard for me but i'm like if he can not do that i don't really care about his past right i love him yeah and then he didn't really do it at all when we were dating right we only dated for a year right (laughs) right okay yeah so then and people would tell him like it'll go away when you're married like right um it didn't though and so we just found out the hard way together right that like it's a continuous problem. It doesn't just go away yeah. because you want it to go away. Right. Yes, yeah, like any addiction in that way. Mm-hmm. So one thing that struck me about the podcast was he's very open like about it, right? Mm-hmm. Which is 
I mean, when I if I if I was struggling with porn, I would not tell anyone. I'd be like, to keep it secret. <laughs> yeah. But he sounds like he was like very open about it. Well, he was secret for um, most of his life. Right. Like he had like one or two friends. They would talk together. And be like, yeah, I messed up. Like I did this. But like me and him, we both did not talk about it. Hmm. Um, and then he ended up lying to me. Because he was always open with me, but then there was a year that he lied to me about it, and so secrecy became like this um, big thing to him. And when he sure. went to rehab, they helped him realize that honesty, openness—it's so healing. Yeah. And I asked him before. Well, he opened up to a, a big audience about it um, before I started my all my social media stuff. Oh, really? And that kind of gave him the idea. I'm like, okay, if he's willing to be open now, right. maybe he won't mind if I go. So he was the first one to do I didn't realize that. Yeah, it okay. wasn't on social media. It was right. in person. But um, yeah, so I asked him, like, do you mind if I start talking about this? And he was like, yeah, it's time to be open. Right. And so I did. And the funny thing is, I get comments from, like, especially men yeah. all the time saying, um how bad of a wife I am for talking about this. And like, I'm like, do you realize he's just as open? Right, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that as well. I, I think if you're super open about vulnerable stuff, people people lose their minds sometimes. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't really understand why. It's so triggering for people. Mm -hmm. I've never got so much hate as when I started like talking about real stuff. Really? So weird. I don't get it. I think it triggers people and they don't want to talk there's certain things people don't want to hear about i guess because so, mm -hmm. it's triggering for them or so another thing i really liked about your podcast when you talked about your faith and how that played into this whole thing so what to talk a little bit about your faith and how how it helps you through this yeah so i am a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints so i'm christian and um Honestly, it was rocky with my faith because mm. in the beginning, um, when we get married, we make this promise to each other that we will not have any sexual relations in any way with anyone else but our spouse. And right. so for me, that was such a betrayal. Right. Like, so heartbreaking that he would look at porn. Like a lot of people don't see it as a problem. Like they're like... I don't know, just normal. Right. But for us in our religion, it is especially heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, it hurts anyone. Sure. Um, and I eventually started, like, losing my faith, actually, because wow. I didn't feel like... I didn't feel like God was aware of me. I was like, if this is love, if this is what marriage is and I don't want it like I was wow. I didn't believe in love anymore I didn't feel like God was real anymore and then there's it's like so much that happened in between that but I had an experience that helped me realize that he was there yeah. guiding me this whole time yeah you talked about praying and have, getting an answer yeah. which I loved yeah twice I think I heard yeah. that yeah when we were like after a couple years dealing with like relapse after relapse and yeah. discovering like what this all is like it's not just him looking at porn sometimes it's like a real problem mm. um through that i decided to just pray i'm like maybe he'll hear me maybe i'll get something yeah and 
yeah, I knelt down and I prayed and I had this just overcoming feeling that this will not be your life forever. Right. And I felt him guiding me on what I needed to do to heal. Wow. I love that. I, I mean, I heard that uh, praying is asking and meditating is listening to the answer. That's what mm -hmm. someone said to me once. But yeah, I, I love stories like that. You know, it's and you got you had a like a you had a rock bottom where you were going to end it, right? Mm -hmm. So, what what happened? Why? Where? How did this lead you to that point? I mean, so the rock bottom happened before that experience. I was just. A lot of people don't know like what entails of betrayal trauma, like what that all means. Right? Yeah, yeah. So let's let's get into that. What 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 is that? Define? Can you define that? Yeah. So betrayal trauma from your partner mm -hmm. um, can cause symptoms of PTSD, and wow. like a lot of therapists, like professionals, don't address that or mm. see it as a real thing. Right. But and so I had no idea what I was going through, but I was. I was experiencing crazy, like, mental things that I had no idea. Like, I would be triggered all the time, like, constantly in fight or flight mode. Like, um, I was always on edge, like, he was going to go look at someone. Or right. It was just overtaking my entire life. Mm. And when you're consumed with that and you don't have anyone to talk to or anyone that believes you or listens to yeah. your feelings you can go in a downward spiral. So I was at my lowest point ever. And I decided like, if this is life, I do not want to be here. Wow. And I mean, it wasn't just one day I wanted to commit suicide. Sure. I was obsessing over it a little bit. Like hmm. if I don't die, like I hate admitting this now, like in my right mind, but I was like, if I don't die, I want Alex to die. Like I want this problems we've done and right. one of us has to die wow like that's where my mind got and then i went from that to just constantly thinking i wish i would just die i wish someone would just like right totally. something just happened to me like yeah i would play all these things in my mind when i was like in that like depression yeah and then one day like it was just a really bad day and my husband had acted out and we were really disconnected sure and i was like that's it today i'm just gonna do it and wow. so i was planning on it and my husband was in um he was in a play at the time and he wasn't gonna be home till like 11 o'clock at night and so he randomly got to come home at like eight o'clock and this was another one of the experiences where i prayed yeah, where i was I like okay before i do something crazy i yeah. need to just know right and so I prayed and I was like, if I'm supposed to be here, please give me a sign. Like anything, just yeah. let me know. And Alex pulls up and comes home and I'm like, what the heck? Like he wow. wasn't even supposed to be here. That's crazy. So that was the last day I ever right. thought of it because yeah. I couldn't deny. It's interesting how an addict will affect the whole family, like an addiction, like is a family sickness. Like you, you said about obsessing. I mean, there's there's programs for that, Al-Anon and stuff like that, mm -hmm. which is some people find helpful. But it is crazy how everything becomes about the addict and they're mm -hmm. they're acting out or are they acting out? It's yeah, it's crazy how that happens. So you didn't get any? You didn't ever try Al-Anon? I didn't. Right. 
But we went to um, counseling for a couple years, and then I kind of just did a ton of research. Yeah. Just like, well, with one of my answers from God about uh, what I need to do to heal, I realized, like, I need to stop focusing on him yeah. and focus on me. Sure. And so then I just did a bunch of research. What do I need to do to heal? Because I'm tired of this. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's kind of what I did. But what's, um, what is this? It's called Al-Anon and it's a 12-step program for family members. Oh. And the idea is that you're addicted to the addict. You're addicted to thinking about them. So they use a 12-step program to sort of get you away from that, to lovingly detach, they call it. And a lot of people That's find it. That's cool. Yeah, it's really that would helpful. Be helpful. Yeah, you just, I think they, they got some great, um, they got some great things in there. Like you can say to stop a behavior only once and then you have to just lovingly detach. That's, I think, the concept behind okay. it. But it's helped a lot of people. Like, Yeah, I, I see that being really helpful. That yeah. would have been helpful. Right, yeah. No, it's something to check out for sure. Um, with, it's, I'm obviously from England, and we definitely have a different... Porn is way more accepted in Europe. It's just a thing that people do. And I never really thought of it as a, as a problem. But the more I've... Especially coming here... I don't know what it is. America's slightly different in their the attitude towards it. But I definitely see how it's it's really serious addiction. People don't realize. Mm-hmm. It ruins families, ruins partnerships, marriages. It does because it always escalates into something more. Well, not always, but a lot of times, um, even women. So I've had someone comment on my one of my reels on Instagram, mm. and it was a woman, and she was like, bashing me and saying you should be accepting of it like it's just porn watching with him and then like months later i get a message from her and she's like i'm sorry you are totally right i'm heartbroken from my husband's addiction and i'm like we a lot of women or men like we try to pretend like it doesn't bug us because it's so normalized yeah but it's not supposed to be that way i mean like Humans want that connection and that love. Yeah. And it's being shared, even if it's a screen, it's it's not completely honest. and. Yeah. It's, it is like struggling for connection, but you don't get connection from someone that isn't there. Mm-hmm. So you're like searching for it, but it's not there. It's like a one-way street, isn't it? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's tricky to, to work out what that is. And people don't realize how it really affects them. Like, so someone struggling with porn, it's like... In our experience, we never had a good intimacy, like, connection until right. porn was gone. Like... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I found for myself when I'm in that... When I'm struggling with porn addiction, sex becomes a real... It sort of just goes into the background. Mm-hmm. And it's weird how that happens. Mm-hmm. It's definitely... And it feels super unhealthy. I just feel, like, scummy and, like... This isn't what I'm meant to be doing, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I really recognize it as um, coming from being addicted to drugs and, and alcohol. I I really notice it's the same thought process, the same thing. Like, I would just have, I just watch it once. And then it's like, you can't stop. Like, for me, I can't stop. And it's the same thing that I went through with heroin or alcohol. 
same i just do one little bit and this time will be different is another one this time i'll be able to just never it never works you just always end up going down that dark hole yeah that's amazing that you stop doing those things by the way right that takes a lot i had to really i didn't have i didn't have a choice (laughs) it was like either stop or die yeah so but i mean so uh, yeah i totally get the addictive mindset have you ever felt yourself addicted to getting addicted to anything you have an addictive personality the most I've been addicted to something is Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't, I've never really done much. Right, like, right. Of that. Yeah. Because yeah. some people would say that you might have been addicted to th- th- thinking about your Oh, yeah. House. I yeah. guess you could count that. Right. Like, addicted to that. Yeah. Because you were, uh, were you obsessing, obsessing every over day. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so it's so interesting. I mean, it's. So what are you guys doing now? Where are you at now? Well, it's been quite a journey. Mm. Um, so we were like heading for a divorce. I was ready. I did not want to be married to him at all after going through this for so long. Um, and then he went to rehab and we were still rocky. And now it's been um, a, almost two years since rehab. And we are healing and happy and wow. it's like a huge miracle i never thought we'd still be together wow and he's gone a year clean wow and now we just want to help people right so what's the what's the the plan with your page and your your social media what's the what's the next step for that well i'm coming out with a online course for women oh great to help them get out of that betrayal trauma sure and then later, we, me and my husband want to do one for couples right. um, to help them build their intimacy and have understanding for both sides because you have to have understanding for each other yeah. if you're going to work through this. Yeah, totally. Like any addiction, like you have to understand where they're coming from. They have to understand where you're coming from. Sure, yeah. Did you find that, did you go to family groups at rehab where you you'd like with other with other spouses and stuff um yeah they had like family weekends right so all the whoever was in rehab we would come um but that's something that we want to do is like have retreats one day like build a community yeah because if you're not in like the recovery life you probably know yeah People don't understand. Yeah, and it's so it. important to talk to other addicts. It's so important because no one really understands unless they're involved in this. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a crazy thing. You can't, yeah, you can't explain to someone that 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 it's like a devil that comes out when you start when you just poke the poke the the tiger. It just it's it's brutal how yeah. it takes you. Like I was ten years sober from drugs and alcohol when I first came here. <clears throat> And I got in a car accident, and because I wasn't connected to a community, I wasn't talking to addicts. I didn't have a sponsor. I wasn't doing my my work in the pro, in this program. My head just went, just get drugs. Like get you can use this car accident. I've got in a little, it wasn't serious, but my head just went, you can use this to get drugs, and you're mm. still sober if a doctor gives them to you. Wow. And that led to a full relapse. And it's just the the way the mind would just lie to you as an addict and just say Mm -hmm. you know you can try it this time i feel like people 
like that's pretty common for people yeah. like you don't need to like you're good now yes you've recovered it's a big one and so like for my husband his goal is to always be going to a group and meeting yeah like once a week sure. and because and for us as a, a couple we know that this isn't just over yeah like so many times in our marriage we're like okay well he's done he's good he's gone a couple months we're good right. and then downward spiral it happens again it's like the world is ending all over sure it's like you have to remember that healing and recovery is possible yeah but you always have to kind of have the mindset of recovery yeah like you talked about um sort of having a sixth sense about when he'd relapsed mm-hmm. like what what would that be like how would you get that sense and what would what would happen well it's funny we we make a joke now that I was I'm in his head like I'm secretly in his head. <laughs> yeah. but it was just I would always have this gut feeling even yeah. if I didn't see him or sure. talk to him I like instantly I was like he just did it and sure enough like he'd come home and he would tell me and I'm like I knew it like or I would see him and the second I see his face I'm like you did it really and, and I was always right even yeah. when I didn't want to be um and it's it's different than obsessing. Like you know when you're obsessing and um what's the word? It was just always different than my thoughts. Right. I knew it was either coming from God or my sure. intuition, like something's wrong. Right. And would he act differently when he was using pornography? Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. distance himself, mm-hmm. um, wasn't as loving. Right. Agitated. Sure. Just didn't and for him, it affected how he saw, like, his life. Like, he wasn't as happy being married and a dad because... Right. I don't know. He wanted to go... Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, how old is your... How many children have you got? I have two kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. What ages? Five and two. Oh, wow. They're great <laughs> ages. So, the five-year-old was has been around this like not seen it but he's seen the change in 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 dad kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think people don't realize how like you were saying it affects the whole family like we'll look back and i mean when she was born um we joked around that she kept us together right like gave us a little more time to see if we were gonna work out yeah yeah (laughs) um and then we realized we got to figure out if we're staying together for us but um yeah she's seen him pull away and then become he's always been an amazing dad right like he hasn't really let that affect that but he she experienced him leave for three months like we had to explain that to her right yeah so you said that um it leads on to other things how did that how did that go for alex what what starting with paul what where did it lead for him um, luckily, it didn't lead to extreme things that usually uh, happens a lot for people. For him, it was like doing it in risky situations, right. like when you're supposed to be working, or yeah. in a car, driving. Yeah, um, right. Just like riskier things. Yeah. For others, like especially um, going through programs, you meet a lot of people. Yeah. And their stories it's very common to reach out to sex workers right and this goes on for years yeah and your wife has no idea yeah yeah totally 
I've heard some stories in the essay meetings that I just scared. Like, if I ever thought that porn wasn't a problem, I heard I hear guys talking about starting with that and ending up in the craziest situations yeah. you can imagine just from that. Yeah, people don't realise. Like, yeah, I mean, I've I'm, I'm thinking about a couple of people. I can't break their anonymity, but yeah, it's like down to as pretty far, like as far, far down as you can get starting from porn. It's crazy people don't see... A lot of times when I'm sharing about this, they think I'm crazy. <laughs> like, online people think I'm crazy. I'm like, you don't realize how it affects your brain. Yeah. And, like, for it to lead to those things, it's it's a serious problem. How does it affect the brain? Well, I feel like it usually detaches people from... What's the word? not humanity it it detaches you from the world i feel like yeah i get it yeah so you start viewing everyone as objects right yeah that's a big thing yeah mm-hmm. and they say that in essay a lot you t- tend to objectify people you don't see them as whole people yeah that's a problem just kind of a selfish like what are they going to do for me or what do i like right. about them yeah and then it's interesting because as a spouse to someone you start doing the same thing you start doing the same thing you don't want them to do right (laughs) and i had to heal myself from doing that like every time i saw someone i would be triggered if they were like in revealing clothes or i thought they were prettier than me or had a better body i would just do exactly what i'm hoping he's not doing but i'm like objectifying them too right (laughs) interesting that must have been a how did it affect your self-esteem when you found out about it? Oh, it, it's been rocky. Like, yeah. to the point where I got surgery to fix myself. Wow. Um, because it, when your partner is looking at other women turning to that, it's easy to feel like you're the problem. Right. Like, what am I lacking? Like, yeah. Like, he can have me whenever he wants. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I dealt... With a lot of self-esteem issues. Yeah. And wow. luckily now, I understand the that it has nothing to do with me. Right. It has nothing to do with the partner. It's all about the addict or yeah, the user. Yeah, sure. Wow. So you you even got to the point of having surgery to try mm-hmm. and... Wow. That's... that's yeah. Nice. And now when I think about it, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Right, <laughs> like, right. Well, I mean, it, it affects people in crazy ways. I mean, it, I can totally see, like, from your point of view, just being, what is it, what's wrong with me kind of thing, when it, I, I realize it's nothing to do with that, but I can see that that would be the thought process, obviously, you know. Yeah, like, when you're in that, like, betrayal trauma mindset, mm. you can't see that. Yeah. And if no one helps you see that, then you're just stuck in it. And so I try to fix myself for years wow yeah and so how did you get out of that um well understanding more about the addiction or why people use porn really helped and then also finding my own healing like separating myself from his actions right focusing on me why do i believe these things what am i experiencing and then um it's weird like right now i'm actually going through issues again with body image because i'm getting my surgery reversed oh wow and so i'm like 
trying to learn right now, actually, about how to love and accept my body no matter what. Wow. Yeah. So, so you, what, what's the thinking behind getting it reversed? Are you just like, is that from a part of your life that you want to sort of put, forget? About? Yeah, it's kind of like, <clears throat> I don't, well, I'll just say I got breast implants. Okay. And so I, just don't want them anymore i don't think they're serving me and it's kind yeah. of like a healing thing like i don't need them sure i got them when i was in crazy mindset right absolutely <laughs> so in my normal mindset i would have never got them anyways yeah um so yeah it's kind of just returning back to me yeah i love that yeah, yeah. so like a symbolic returning back to yourself yeah. yeah what would you say to anyone out there that's going through what you're going through is just discovered their partner is abusing porn i would say first find a community find some someone who understands you don't be isolated and then understand that you are not the problem yeah um and to set some boundaries and stick to them i feel like it's so scary to set boundaries with right. your partner because you love them and you don't want with this specifically it's so scary because you want them to open up to you you right. don't want them to hide or lie about it sure but it's boundaries are about you and your safety and so what's an example of boundaries that you've set um so in the beginning, it was all over the place. But like our boundaries now is um, we do a daily check-in okay. for like how how are you mentally like it's not all just about the porn. Sure. But then he also updates me on how it's going. Right. Um, we do um, like I'm trying to think of what else we do. Um, we always connect if he's going to go somewhere triggering. Okay. Or if we like for example the beach now it's just like triggering for us right it can be so we have a connecting moment we're like okay we're going somewhere triggering we know we are sure we know we're gonna see things right so let's stay connected wow um so that's not really a boundary but it's something that we do super interesting though and it's interesting how you both like you said before you're both triggered in those situations because Mm -hmm. you are like i guess comparing or whatever what what, how are you triggered for me I'm not triggered if he's not there. If right. he's there, I'm like, okay, who's he looking at? I know she, she like, all these thoughts are yeah. bad of me, but I'm like, she is very revealing. Like, I know that she's beautiful. Like, he's probably going to look at her. And so, like, right. it's just me processing that. Did you, were you having those thoughts before you discovered the, right? No. So that's definitely something that's come from yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, naturally it's easy to like compare like before this whole porn was an issue to be like oh she's really pretty but not like my husband's gonna lust over that woman right now that came because all that we've been through and finding out that that was happening yeah before he got help so that's still in my mind sometimes now we can we can experience these things without having like a hard time yeah it's great that you guys are so open like you can have a daily just great that's really good that you like a daily check-in i think lots of couples would struggle to do that yeah i mean i remember the struggle because yeah i actually make a check-in journal for couples to help them like go through it um 
but I tell them before they start this, I'm like, meet with a counselor first if you've never done this or there's sure. something you need to disclose because yeah. it can be very triggering at first. Right. But for us, like knowing we were going to talk about it at some point in the day helped us to connect with it um, and not always have it be so heavy. Sure. Like we, before that, we'd always be like, so did you view porn or like how you doing right. and he'd be like why are you asking me are you accusing me of this right so it's more just like we've we've gone to the point where we're so open and understanding of each other sure and i feel like those really help yeah get to that point sounds like in a way you're probably stronger mm -hmm. after all this yeah yeah it's so weird because I never imagined my marriage to look how it does. Right. Or how it's gone, like, ever. But now I'm so grateful for this trial we've had. Because yeah. I know that we would not be this close. Yeah. Yeah, so there's something good did come out of it in the end. Which is, it's often the way you go through some hellish thing. And something mm -hmm. good happens at the end. I don't know why that is. Someone told me, you know, you'd never grow... You never seem to grow when if in good times. Like you spiritually yeah. grow only in struggle. I don't know why it has to be like that. <laughs> but it's that's true. when we learn the most. If, yeah. If we only had good times, we wouldn't even recognize the Yeah. Heart. Yeah, that's true. So that was interesting about about boundaries. So you have your daily check in. So would you advise you said like find a community for someone that's just found that found this out. Where would they look for a community? <clears throat> well, SA actually has one for betray, like betray tra betrayal trauma right. as well, like people who feel betrayed. Ah, so there's that or wow. just finding um, a betrayal trauma counselor. There's specific counselors. Sure. Um, or I'm hopefully creating a community through this um, course I'm doing. Yeah. So just... Those are the places I can think of. Right. Because it's hard to open up to people you actually know. Yeah. Because the few times I actually did, like I was really scared, I would tell someone and I would not get understanding. They'd yeah. be like, so are you having sex with him? Like, right. well, all men do it. You're never going to find a man who doesn't. Right. Like, that is not helpful when you're feeling that way. Yeah. That's interesting that that was the first thing that they went to. Are you guys having oh, sex? Oh, yeah, yeah, every time. It's like, well, are you putting out for him? I'm like, yes! Like, and when you're experiencing this, when your husband's or partner's going to that, you d you want to have it whenever they want because you feel like it'll fix them. And right. so when someone says that, you're like, are you kidding me? Like, wow. I must be the problem then because even they think that. Wow, that's super interesting. Yeah, I never th looked at it from that, the judgment of other people. The thing about recovery meetings, I get a lot of people messaging me saying, I want to go to a recovery meeting, but I'm scared I'm going to see someone there that I know. Mm. But if you see someone that you know, they're struggling as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good, I think that's probably a good thing in a way. It might, it might be embarrassing to begin with, but. That's yeah. the hard part is like addiction, problems, like people feel so isolated yeah. but it's like if we just open up so many more people are going through what we're experiencing totally we like we just don't understand yeah and that's what i love about what you're doing it's it's super like you, i to talk about that is so you know you, it's super honest and super raw and i'm all about that so i instantly <laughs> well, when I saw, yeah no i was like that's 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 
properly brave to talk about that. Thanks. So, yeah. Some days I still wake up. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't believe everyone knows everything about. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, really? totally, totally. I do, I, do you ever like if I meet someone in real life and they like look at my stuff? I'm thinking like, what have they seen? What have they seen? Yes. <laughs> yes. Or I'll see like, or for example, I saw that my brother was following me. I'm like he follows. Yes. Me. <laughs> like, oh my like, god. People yeah. I actually know in person. Yes. Like you follow me. <laughs> yes, I know exactly. I know exactly that. Have you ever um, sort of argued about what you posted or like, you know, not agreed? Like getting in fights with people? Wait, what do you mean? I mean, like uh, you and Alex, has he ever gone, I wish you hadn't oh, talked about that? I normally, I always ask him right. before I post if it has something to do with him. But he, when I started this, was like, talk about whatever. Right. Because I don't go into details of what he's done. Sure. So it's just the general idea, unless he tells me I can talk about something. But um, our relationship comes first, so it's right. like I would never, I would delete the thing if yeah. he didn't want me to. <laughs> and he's he's completely on board. You said he came, he was the first person to go public with it. It was right after he got back from rehab, and the first of the month, our church lets people come up and share their testimonies of Christ. Um, but Alex got up i had no idea he was gonna get up there and say anything about what he's been going through but he got up and he shared that you know he struggles with it and that there's healing and forgiveness and after he did that they so many people were grateful for his honesty and they asked him to come speak and give um talk to all the youth in the area so like any kids ages like high school Sure. Um, and he just shared with them wow. his experience because that's how old he was when he started. And it was so cool to see. And after he did that, I was like, um, do you mind if I, you know, I start right. sharing too? And that's kind of what sparked all of this, wow. like sharing online. Yeah. Well, it's. I think you're doing a real service. And I think you're helping a lot of people. You know, it's good. And people don't talk about this stuff, so it's really good to get it out in the open. Thanks. And thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. This has been great. This has been one of my favorite ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's, yeah, thank you so much. And I'll put all your socials uh, in the description. And um, thank you so much, Candice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That was great.